Hey guys, welcome to the spooky episode number 19. Otherwise known as the not-so-Halloween, yet Mario tricked us really bad episode of Podcateers. Uh, and man, did he get us good. Uh, anyway, uh, we didn't actually do a Halloween episode, but Mario did bring in some tricks and some treats uh, for us to try out from this local candy store. And yes, there was bacon involved. Uh, a few times, actually. But you'll hear about that more in the episode. Anyway, with Halloween coming up, we wanted to remind you guys to please be safe. If you have kids that you're taking out, please get them their flashlights, screen their candy, and all that other good stuff to keep them safe. Uh, If you decide to dress up for Halloween, we'd love to share your costumes. Please use the hashtag Podcateers31 so that we can find your posts and we can reshare them. So that would be awesome. Quick reminder that if you're listening on iTunes, please take a moment to leave a review. It'll actually help other people find us. And if you know anybody that might like our antics, please let them know about the podcast by sharing one of our posts on Facebook or by sending them over to podcateers.com for more info on us and previous episodes. Okay, so again, please have a safe and very, very happy Halloween. And here we go with episode 19 of Podcateers. This is our podcast. It's about three guys that love Disney, technology, art, and food. This is Podcateers. The kitchen smells fantastic. That is because we've been bacon. We've been bacon? <laughs> yes. Ask what? me what we've been bacon. <laughs> okay. What have we been bacon? Bacon. What? Yes. That's bacon I smell? Are you saying that we've been bacon bacon? I am saying that. (laughs) I can't wait. That took forever for you guys to think (laughs) of that. (laughs) I know you you brought goodies for us to try, so I'm kind of excited about what you're bringing. Excellent. Because what is Halloween without treats? How how much of a trick is it going to be? Like, we're not going to eat, like, snot-flavored jelly bellies, right? I guess we're going to have to wait and see. Mm. Okay. So uh, I'm excited. I can't. I know it doesn't sound like it right now, but all I have are three words for you that are probably going to excite you as much as they have excited me. Hulk busting armor. Oh, Iron Man in the in the oh. Hulk busting armor. <laughs> oh, right. I, I didn't know how to name. <laughs> That's what it's called, the Hulk oh. busting armor. Yeah. <laughs> every every Mark version has like a like a different name. So. Oh, okay. I Go saw on. that. I saw that trailer, and I was, I was, I don't even have words for it. Yeah, it's mind blowing. Yeah, I'm like, ready. I am so ready for it. Yes. How about that song in the background? What song? Eerie. Eerie, <laughs> yeah. right? Isn't it like kind of just like hauntingly beautiful? Yeah. I had to watch. Actually, how many times did I watch that? Three. Probably like three, three, right? Yeah, three, four. It was the greatest trailer. Because I didn't catch the song at first until you said something. I was yeah. Like, what? Well, I mean, he ends it with uh, with that line. Yeah. The, there are no strings on me. Yeah, and right. I am so looking forward to this movie right. now. It's I want it to be May 2015 <laughs> May already. 2015. You know, it's funny because the original trailer was leaked. Like a really low res version of the of the trailer was leaked, mm-hmm. and so they tried to pull it down. And then Marvel just said, eh, "It's a week early. Just release the high def one." Really? Oh. And they ended up just releasing it oh. a week early. So that's that's the problem with trying to keep things like that under wraps. So that's good for us on this podcast. Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean it's it's bad for them. I can I can see why. And I can respect why so much of the new Star Wars has been so under wraps because J.J. Abram is just really keeping like, right. a tight ship on that. Right. But I can imagine when you have a huge staff, just all these people working on a project, right. you don't know who's going to be like, you, you may anger somebody and they quit or they you, you fire them and to get even. Did you hear about the, uh, the Superman versus Batman movie? Uh, uh, someone in the on the staff or whatever I don't know if he was a uh, extra or what was sued for five million dollars for leaking a plot in the movie. No. Yeah. Wow. I mean, he doesn't have five million dollars. I think I'm assuming they're just trying to scare him. 
But I'm assuming he's going to go to prison. <laughs> I would not doubt that. I'm going to tell you what he said. Well, no, because I want to. I want. I want to. It's big. I, I think it's a big part of the movie. Superman dies. Oh, you knew. Well, he dies. <laughs> no, <laughs> <you want me? laughs> That's not it. Wonder Woman comes out. No. Batman dies. The no. Hulk kills them both. Yes. No. Can I say it? Um, I really want to. Should we keep? It's out, man. I don't know. <laughs> it is out. No, because it's gonna spoil the movie for people that don't want to hear it. It's this awesome. is the part where he tells us, but we just play a song for the listener. Maybe right, we ready? should just play a song. Okay, right. tell us, I'm and we're gonna to, play a song. You decide if you're gonna edit this out. No, I'm gonna edit it out. No, I'm gonna play music over you. No, I'm gonna play music don't. over you. I'm not gonna let you spoil it for other people. <sighs> ready? No. Oh, okay, I'll tell you guys. All right. Hey, guys, uh, I'm sorry, but he's going to tell us, and I'm going to cut this out. So I guess you'll be back after the music. Mm, you can you can, uh, you can can write him letters saying that uh, he should have kept it in. Okay, here it is. Three, two, one. Wow, that's so interesting. So that was supposed to be, I guess, an ending twist. Maybe a part two to Bat- Superman versus Batman or something. But this guy's getting sued. Yeah, I'd sue him for that, too. Yeah. That's interesting. Yeah, it was supposed to be top secret, apparently. How about that? Yeah. Wow. Okay. Are we back? Uh, I, yeah, I, okay, we're I, back. I think we're back now. <laughs> that That's crazy. It's good, right? Yeah. I like it. Well. I mean, I'm... I'm I don't know. Why are we continuing the conversation? I, I will say, uh, you, you've seen uh, Superman or Man of Steel. Right. Yes. Yeah. There's a there's only like a, ten times so far. Okay. So there's a point in the movie. How far into the movie is it where he's um, trying to save people from an exploding oil rig? Explode. Yeah. Oh. Like he falls in the ocean. Some whales come and they kill him or something. Oh, that's like at minute thirty-five. So like a a third into the movie ish. Sure. Yeah. Oh. So I was reading this thing I'm that sure says. I'm sure I'm wrong on the time, by the way. Oh, great. <laughs> but go ahead. No, it's in the beginning. It's fine. Okay. Yeah. I'm going to take your word for no, it. Go it. Guys, seriously, if I'm spoiling something, blame Javier. That's Javier. They, they saw. They saw. <clears throat> Have you seen a movie? Yeah. Oh. Is it somewhere in the, in yeah. the beginning? Okay. So I was reading something that says that apparently Aquaman sent those whales. <gasps> Excuse and me? And it's kind of, yeah, it's kind of like a an Easter egg in Man of Steel kind of already beginning to introduce the Justice League. Like, you don't see him. Uh-huh. But that scene, like, what happens in that scene mm-hmm. is because of Aquaman. Hmm. I'm going to have to rewatch. Yeah. I mean, it's... it's. I saw the clip because yeah. it, they showed the clip. And yeah. it seems like it's one of those, like, fanboy moments that's just really, really stretching the imagination. I agree. Because... Like I said, I saw the clip. I didn't see Aquaman. No. But... You know, every everybody can dream, right? I mean, hey, you know, go ahead. people are always trying to find ways to make connections to things like that. Like, did you guys see the the fan connection of um, Little Mermaid, Tangled, and Frozen? Yes. No. You you want to describe it? Um, it's kind of hard. It gets kind of twisted with the whole beginning of uh, Frozen and the end of Tangled. And then the connection and the similarities of the ship that Ariel finds. Yeah. It has to do with this whole thing where supposedly Anna and Elsa's parents are at the end of Tangled and the storm that they get lost in or whatever in Frozen is mm-hmm. referenced at the end of Tangled. And that in The Little Mermaid, the ship that she finds, okay. that that's the ship that Anna and Elsa's parents were on. That's cool. But it's a really far stretch, too, because The Little Mermaid happened so many years before that. Right. But the way that they justify it is like, well, they are older, and it would have happened X amount of years ago. Hmm. So, Yeah, because chronologically, the connection between Frozen and Tangled makes sense. It's like a three-year difference. Yeah. And then uh, Rapunzel and Flynn are at, They're at the wedding. The wedding at the yeah. beginning of the movie. You actually but, see them walking down through Arendelle. Oh, you guys are going to have to show me. I and, thought they were Tarzan's parents. And they referenced. Oh, there was another one of yeah. those, too, that there they was, were like yeah. Tar- that's Tarzan's what, That's parents. the one I heard. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's the one I heard. That's crazy. And they referenced Arendelle in uh, Tangled. 
maybe we need one of those big like investigation boards with like red string connecting like, every movie and every plot point. You can definitely see all those Pixar stuff. It would be cool because after we connect everything, all it says is the word Pixar and like red string. How cool would that be? Uh, I'll be happy with Pocketeer. That's way too long. <laughs> there aren't enough movie or string. So, hey, uh, speaking of YouTube, uh, well, after I had seen the um, the Age of Ultron trailer, mm-hmm. which we'll post on the episode, guys, for this. Uh, so just go to pocketeers.com slash episode 19. <laughs> I wanted to make sure they Sorry. knew where to go. Yeah. So. Did you see the Pinocchio version of it? Yes! Yes! yes. <laughs> you, oh my god! That has to go in the blog post too. Yeah, it has to be. Guys, Javier just blew our minds. Like, I thought that the Age of Ultron teaser trailer was the greatest thing ever. And basically what somebody did was they took the audio from the Age of Ultron trailer and they remade a trailer for Pinocchio using the same <laughs> audio track. Well, if it wasn't clear when we were talking about the Age of Ultron trailer, they turn a Pinocchio song, There Are No Strings to Hold Me Down. Um, I think it's just No Strings on Me, right? Sure. Or No Strings Attached. I, I think, don't know. Sure. I don't remember that song. Uh, they just they, they make it very, what, melodic? Yeah, it's, it's really eerie and haunting. Yes. And it plays in the background of the Age of Ultron trailer. It's very similar to the style of how Lana Del Rey did right. the yes. song for Maleficent. Right. Yes, exactly. So it's very just dark and you know melodic and it's so awesome yeah so of course naturally being a pinocchio theme someone decided to just take clips from pinocchio right and use that exact same backtrack to make a pinocchio trailer which was hilarious which i found accidentally because i was actually looking for the song i wanted to hear that song from the the trailer just the song itself and then i saw the 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 pinocchio trailer (laughs) it's fantastic (laughs) very well done i love it it was very well done i think the only thing that i would have changed is they actually ended with the clip of uh the avengers age of ultron i agree like i would have probably remade the logo to say pinocchio kind of in the in the avengers font totally agree with you Uh, that would have just been like the icing on the cake could i do it uh maybe yeah i could try I don't know how well it would come out. I mean, I could try it, but... I say try. I'll try. Because it would make that uh, Pinocchio trailer much better. If it I, ended I don't know if I'll edit Pinocchio. it into the movie, but I'll probably make the screen cap of the word mm-hmm. Pinocchio okay. in the Avengers logo yeah, yeah, if yeah, I can yeah, do yeah. it. Right. If I can pull it off. Yeah. So. I'm sure you can. Um, yeah, it was great. So both of those videos, guys, will be posted again. Podcasters.com slash episode 19 to check that out. Uh so, yeah, so I was on YouTube. Uh, I remember when I posted this, um, my cousin was the first one to go in there and be like, wow, I could sit at a bar and listen to this, like, all the time. So, yes, Tiffany, I would, too. Um, <laughs> it, it's it's great. It was this band that I I actually saw it because uh, somebody else had posted it on Facebook, and I shared it. But it's great because it's a, a band named Postmodern Jukebox. And the song that I posted was a 1940s style um, version of the song All About That Bass. So <laughs> if it's, you know what, let's actually, let's cut to a clip of it because this is actually awesome. We can Check do this that? Out. Yeah. All right, so, cool. Let's do it. All right. So uh, we're going to cut to a clip, guys. So here we go. Okay. Yeah, it's pretty clear. I ain't no size two. But I can shake it, shake it like I'm supposed to do. I got that boom boom that all the boys chase and all the right chunk in all the right places. I see the magazine working that Photoshop. We know that stuff ain't real. So it's pretty Come great, on, right? So I I heard it and instantly fell in love with this version. I'm so on board with it. Started searching other videos. And then I didn't know they were uh, around for quite some time. Like, they had all sorts of other ones. Uh, the one that we heard, too, was uh, Anaconda by Nicki Minaj that and was a Bluegrass Style. Very yes. well done. I that love that one. That was really, really good. I think that was uh, – I like that one more. Really? I did, too, actually. Yeah. Yep. Really? Same I like here. the Anaconda one better. I, I like the uh, All About the Bass. And I don't – I'm not a big fan of mm-hmm. that song. Uh, I – 
I love the message of the song, right. but that it's all about that bang, yeah. that bang, that bang. It's just so <laughs> annoying. Well, she only says it a, a couple thousand times. Yeah. So, uh, again, love the message of the song. I think in general it's good. I just I hate that part. It's, ah. So I just added them on Spotify. Did you? Yeah, I'm gonna have They're to add there. them yeah. too. I'm gonna have to add them. If if we can if we can do it on our on our Spotify Podcasters account, we'll create a playlist and we'll add them so people can hear them. Sweet. Or maybe do like a YouTube video so they can actually see the live version of oh, the the, promo, the performances too. Cool. Good idea. So, the other one that we saw was a Taylor Swift version, or um, I'm sorry, a Motown version of Taylor Swift "Shake It Off." That one wasn't all that great. I wasn't no, too big on it. No, yeah. I didn't like it. I think they nailed the style it was the fairly well, but the yeah, the that's singer, the thing. I don't think the style was all that good either. I think it was okay. It just seemed like another cover of the exact you know same song. I'm like, gonna agree with him. It didn't really sound that Motown to me. But I think I think you I I I said that they nailed it, but I think you're right. Yes, they did well with it. Uh, I think, like you said, it was the wrong person singing. I mm-hmm. think the guy that was singing it, his voice was a little too high. And to me, Motown is like real bassy and real smooth and just like, like I think Motown, I think boys to men, mm, you right. know, I think uh, uh, new edition, mm-hmm. you know, like those right. bands, like, like for me, when I was growing up, like I would hear them, you know, when I was younger and that was Motown to me. Absolutely. You think older Motown and you start thinking of like Smokey Robinson and, you know, you think of the Jacksons and. All that stuff is just really smooth flowing, and it's just got a lot of soul to it. And this was not it. Yeah, he was none of that. <laughs> yeah, this was. Like the I said, the music, the band, the band was great. like the music was good, the background was good, but I think they just chose the wrong person to mm-hmm. sing it. See, yeah, I'm still just not about the entire thing. I mean, just the thing I liked about the other covers, like Anaconda, it just completely changed the song. You recognize the lyrics after a oh, while. Oh yeah, yeah. But yeah. you see, the thing is, you feel like you're just like Richard Cheese. And Lounge Against the Machine. They do a brilliant job of covering everything in Lounge, and you know who they're singing just just because of the music. (laughs) No, I love Richard Cheese. Oh, you do? He's so good. Yeah, Lounge Against the Machine. Have you you heard them before? I have. I have. I'm actually not a big fan. Really? Yeah, yeah. I'm I sorry. think you haven't great. heard enough. Which, by the way, Richard Cheese launching in the machine, Uh House of Blues at Downtown Disney in November. Check them out. Oh, really? Let's go. I'm for it if you guys are. Yeah, I'm down. But you see what I'm saying? When you when he covers stuff, it's in a Lounge style, but you know what's coming. Like, I feel like this was the same situation. You just knew which song it was. They didn't change it like they did the other ones. Mm-hmm. See, my problem with him, to me, it just sounds like he's singing karaoke, and I don't, and I don't like it. I really? don't think yes. so. To me, because it's the not style, good enough. Because the style is so consistent with uh-huh. Richard Cheese that it doesn't sound like karaoke. Karaoke, to me, is like, like what I do. Like... I try to get it to sound as close to the song as yeah, possible. Yeah, exactly. To me, that's karaoke. Right. But when you put your own spin on it, that I that I completely understand what you're saying because when you can when you put such a total new spin on whatever you're singing that it becomes yours mm-hmm. at that moment, I think that's when you know you've done a good job. For instance, um, the video of Jimmy Fallon and Adam Levine right. when Adam Levine was on uh, Late Night with Jimmy Fallon. Right. And they played that game where they pushed the button and they got a random um they got Singer. a random artist mm-hmm. and then a, a random, random song. song. Right. So the first one he does is like he tells Adam Levine, Okay, you have to sing the song Head, Shoulders, Knees and Toes in the style of Frank Sinatra. Right. And it's like Head, Shoulders, Knees and Toes is like a kid song. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then he just heads, shoulders, knees and toes. It's like, dude, he nails it. Yeah. Unlike you, he totally nailed it. <laughs> well, he did a good job because he's an actual, you know, artist. He's a musician. Right. But you know, he does a great job with That's it. Instead of like Brian from Family Guy singing. <laughs> Well, Seth MacFarlane has a really, He's really great, good at like, that style. Yep. Yeah, he is. He has that that style. Like every song that he sang, in some of the stuff that he's done, like he just he sounds so like like sultry and mm-hmm. like real like sounds great. Yeah. <laughs> what were we talking about? Whoa, ADD yes. strikes again. <laughs> <laughs> I totally lost what we were talking about. And and this is like mid sentence too. Yeah. When it goes back to Adam Levine and he does the final oh, one, he gets Michael right. Jackson and he gets the theme from yeah. Sesame Street. I'm like, dude, man, he sounded so good. Again, I mean, he guys, that we're gonna second. Have to, yeah. we're gonna have to post this video too if you haven't seen it. But Adam Levine just does. He he takes that 
Michael Jackson's signature sound and just applies it to the Sesame Street theme song. That one I asked you to try because you I heard you singing it and it was actually pretty good. Shut up. Do it. Not, do Michael Jackson. Do you're, it. You're mocking me. No, do it. Seriously. I'm you're, serious. Do you're it. mocking me. Do it. No. Do it. Now I can't do it because now I'm on the spot. <laughs> you did that on purpose so I wouldn't start singing. <laughs> Is that all I have to do? Awesome. I hate you. <laughs> Screw you guys. I'm going home. Sunny See, I'm not gonna do it. That was you excellent. Just did. No, no, you do it good though. No, you just did it. No, no, no I'm not gonna do it. I'm just gonna keep enjoying the smell of bacon. <laughs> no, that's of the bacon that we were baking. He is torturing <laughs> us. Yeah, he is. We'll get to it. How about now? Can we just fast forward? Can we just get <laughs> to the podcast the is almost over, guys. We need to get to this. <laughs> well, let's move on. So. Hey, uh, did you did you guys finally get a chance to watch uh, Escape from Tomorrow? Uh, yes, I did. You did? Mm-hmm. Uh, I finally saw it. Do you guys want to do a fifteen second review of the movie? <laughs> I'm for it. Fifteen seconds? Yeah, it's fifteen second review. All right, go ahead. Just if you like it or not. And All right. Just, we'll just go round table. So start with you, me, then we'll go with you. All right, cool. So go. Hated it. <laughs> Uh, I'm sorry, was that not 15 seconds? No, that's perfect. Know. Wait, did we get 15 seconds each? I was going to do all 15 seconds total. Okay, but, let's start over. So, all right. Oh, are we just going to, like, start lightning? Over. Okay, yeah, sure. Hated it. Same as him. <laughs> There's still a few seconds left, so I'm going to eat it up. I loved it. What? <laughs> I'm sorry, what? I loved it. I really did. I are liked you that movie. serious? Okay, love is a little strong. I really liked it. Okay, 15 Escape seconds up. Escape from tomorrow. Nope, 15 seconds up. <laughs> no, we're talking about the same movie here. Uh, I think so. Escape from tomorrow. Where Bloody Mickey Hand. Disneyland. Black and white. Yeah. Are you serious? I liked it. Okay, so <laughs> I think I speak for the majority of people when I say... And critics. You're crazy. <laughs> but now I'm curious. I don't uh-huh. know about you, but are you curious about this? Yeah, I need an answer for this now. Okay. Why? <laughs> really? You guys aren't pulling my leg, right? No, why? Dude, Dude, the movie was horrible. It was so good. By the way, guys, if you haven't seen this movie, uh, it's not for kids. Uh, I'm going to tell you right now. Oh, my now, gosh. No, it's not. It is not for kids. Uh, there is some nudity in the movie. so NC-17. It is. Uh, you want to make sure that you do not watch this with your kids. Uh, just to give you a quick rundown of the movie, the, the movie was directed by a man named Randy Moore. And written. And written, actually, by Randy Moore. Cool. And what it was was this movie that they kind of kamikaze filmed at Disneyland and Walt Disney World. So without really Disney's permission or without the cast members really knowing, they were acting like regular tourists throughout the movie. And I guess everybody says kind of the same thing where – we commend them for, you know, the shooting style and they, you know, doing this kamikaze guerrilla style like movie making was, you know, great and stuff. It's not the first time that it's been done. Obviously, the the Haunted Mansion thing, right. Escape from the Mansion or well, not Escape from the Mansion. Uh, what was that one called? <laughs> it's uh, I'm happy you guys forgot it. What was it again? Something in the mansion. Missing from the mansion. Missing in the mansion. <laughs> Missing in the mansion. So, uh, obviously, that did it. I don't know what the time frame between the two was, but mm-hmm. this guy spent, like, his entire budget was a little over half a, or half a million dollars. It was like 600 Escape and a half. from yeah. tomorrow was half a million. A little over. It was like 650. Wow. Uh, so, it, it was, I mean, he gave, like, some of the actors, like, the perks, like, he bought them Disney passes and stuff right. like that to be able to get in and out of the park. Uh, during the filming, they almost got caught. Mm. You know, Disney, they kept trying to nail one of the shots as they were walking into the park. And, like, Disney security was like, why do you guys keep walking in and out? You know, like, what's wrong? Why do you keep carrying that bag? And why is this person following you? So, uh, I, I'll agree. You know, I think as far as the way that they did it was cool. The movie itself it wasn't good, yeah, dude. Definitely not. But now I want to hear your piece. Yeah. So that's kind of the background, guys. Um, now let's. Oh, and the fact that it was like in the Sundance Film Festival in 2013. Correct. Generated a whole bunch of buzz. Mm-hmm. Um, just to 
kind of give you the spoiler version of it, Disney decided not to sue them because Disney was smart and they said, you know, we don't want to give this movie much more publicity. Correct. So anyway. Which I think worked because I had never heard of this movie till you guys told me. Yeah. Right. It was successful. Very successful. So now the question stands. Mm-hmm. Why? Because it was awesome. All right. Carry on. <laughs> <laughs> I but, think we have different definitions of awesome. Okay, look. The f- movie was filmed in this Frenchy, artistic, noir style. Do you guys agree? Yes. Yes. Okay. Wasn't that awesome? Couldn't the, way, I have, the way it was filmed. Couldn't <laughs> I have just watched another Frenchy noir style movie? <laughs> Maybe. Yeah, but you know what? The the fact that it was filmed in that style. Mm-hmm. Here's the thing. I think it was the artsy fartsy thing that I really liked. I thought it was really well done. I thought it was nicely edited. Uh, the the special effects were fantastic, especially in the beginning. Whoa, now, whoa, whoa. Now, yes. hold on a second. Whoa, I'm not talking green screen. I'm talking about everything else. Not green screen. Cause All was... the special effects were green screen. No, 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 no. When this... Oh, man. I, I don't know how much I can say. Okay. Now, here's my thing, okay? Tell me. We've talked about this before. Okay. If you want to cover up a special effect, you make a movie black and white. Correct. That's what I believe they ended up doing for mm-hmm. that reason. To cover up the fact that their green screens and their special effects weren't all going to be there. Does that make sense? Yeah. Okay. And I agree. Uh, as as Hazen said, the movie only cost half a million dollars to make. You know, that's that's industry-wise reasonably cheap. But you know what, though? What? That's already way too much. And I'm going to tell you that it's money not well spent because... I know plenty of things on YouTube mm-hmm. that have almost no budget that are amazing. Now, hold on. To be fair, five grand of that went to Disneyland passes. I was going to say the exact same thing. <laughs> okay. If, if not so more. So 555,000. Yeah, I'm sure 100 grand went to the whole staff for season passes. But go ahead. Uh, let me think. I thought the acting was decent. I can agree with you. Uh, yeah, I like the acting. I didn't particularly like the wife in, in the movie. Uh, she angered me. Okay. Uh, she wasn't nice. The acting was terrible, I thought. It, <laughs> he's it smells like asleep. bacon. Oh, I thought you were falling asleep. It smells like delicious, delicious <laughs> bacon. No, look, I'm going to agree with you, and I think one of the, the things in the movie that I found. No, you don't. He agreed with me. I didn't agree with all your points. No, you just said I agree with you. And then you said, the thing but. I'm trying to get at, though, is yeah. that I, I think they do a pretty good job of um, of n- not determining a hero versus a villain here. Okay. Why does it always have to have one? That's the thing. And I think they did a pretty good job with that. Okay. You see what I'm saying? Like, right. that at least I'll get on board with. Mm-hmm. But I think the thing that bugs me about the movie is that you're just kind of missing so many things. Like, you don't connect many dots in this movie. You can't connect with the characters. Like, mm-hmm. I, I, I don't feel like I... Every time I watch a movie, I feel that there's always that underdog that you're cheering for. Okay. Like, I get it. The movie starts off with the guy losing his job. Right. Like, it starts with him on the phone saying, you know, oh, yeah, okay, whatever. You know, he doesn't have a job anymore. But for some reason, his acting didn't make me feel like, oh, I feel sorry for this guy. Mm-hmm. You know, this is – he's in a really bad spot now. He's on vacation. Now he can't enjoy it. I didn't feel like that at all. Like, right. he kind of felt like he was a jerk. Mm-hmm. Like – the whole movie, uh, you know, we briefly talked about – Mari and I briefly talked about this uh, after watching it. And I think we kind of agreed that it feels like they're bashing the Disney company throughout the movie. Absolutely. And I I personally don't like that. Like, it right. just it just felt like it was quiet commentary on how they think Disney runs their parks. Mm. And the bottom line is – you don't have to go to the park. If you don't exactly. like the way that they run it, then don't go. That's the same way with everything. You don't like Brussels sprouts, don't eat them. Mm-hmm. You know, nobody's yep. going to force you unless you're underage. Kids, listen to your parents. <laughs> but the the bottom line is if you don't like something, just don't do it. Right. And it the movie felt like an entire commentary bashing Disney to me. And I, I personally didn't like that. And I think that's why I disconnected with it. I didn't see that at all, actually. I didn't R- see it was a bash. I think they just decided to film at Disneyland and... Really, the only bashing I saw is that the line sucked and it was hot. Well, and that's part of the commentary that you're going on this happy vacation uh-huh. and that they are they struggling a, to have fun. And they had a miserable time. That's yes. what I'm saying. Yeah, that, but I don't think it was bashing Disneyland. 
how is it not? You're going to the quote unquote happiest place on earth and right. you're not having fun. How is that not commentary against Disney? I think the how do I say this? The plot, the ending, it explains why they didn't have a good time there. It wasn't Disneyland. Uh, well, let's not even get into the ending it because the Disneyland. ending was just no. The the ending, I agree, was terrible. <laughs> good, we but win. I enjoyed the whole roller coaster <laughs> ride until the end. That's the thing. To me, it was a long. I don't. I don't know if I can say this. Acid trip ride of a roller coaster of a movie. When you got to the ending, okay, you know there wasn't a big drop. You know, mm-hmm. like at Splash Mountain. I get I it. it. It wasn't that ending that you we all probably wanted after this. What you guys call a terrible movie. You know, at least the ending would have at least uh, made it better for you guys. But mm-hmm. I enjoyed the whole ride. That's the thing. I I'll tell you throughout the movie, I just felt, I just felt uncomfortable with you know throughout the movie really early on he sees these two girls that he begins following through the park mm-hmm. and it was just creepy right you know and that just made me i, I was it was unsettling to watch mm-hmm. like I, I maybe it's because i'm a parent now or mm-hmm. something but it was unsettling to watch and even he's a parent and just mm-hmm. the way he was acting was just like i i wanted to smack him so I I don't know it just I didn't feel comfortable watching it and then just the way that things were splashed together like some of the scenes towards the end where he starts kind of like seeing the revelations of what's happening in the park it just it it seems like they didn't take time to really fully write out that mm-hmm. plot yeah you know and it just seems incomplete it just seems like Oh, by the way, let's end it like this. And it's it's such a twist that people are going to appreciate it. Mm-hmm. Like, let's give them this shock twist at the end. And I I didn't like it. I yeah. just, I get, I get the whole noir thing. And it wasn't even dark noir. It was just like, make it black and white. Like, if it was dark noir, you'd see really contrasty black tones and really artsy black tones. And you didn't. You just saw video that was converted to black and white. So to me, it just seemed like... Like Mario said, they were trying to hide green screen, mm-hmm. and uh, it was just the easiest way to hide some of the effects that they were doing. And in general, I just felt that it wasn't very complete. My take on the whole thing, here it is. I think Randy Moore spent more time figuring out how they were going to shoot it. And then on the plane ride to Disneyland, he was like, oh, crap, I forgot to write a script. So he whipped it up. <laughs> that kind of seems true to me. Now, here's the thing. If you want to make this interesting to me, mm-hmm. here's a good marketing tactic. Show me a documentary on how this movie got filmed and then never show me the movie. Then mm. I'll be interested. Then I'll I, never I let that intrigued. go. Or make the movie available to see what ended up happening. But I agree. If I had seen a documentary, I would have been more intrigued by the doc. Than because that, that's what the talks of Sun, like uh, the Sundance, right? Yeah. That's what the talks of Sundance were anyways. How the movie was made, not the mm-hmm. movie itself. Show mm-hmm. me a documentary on how it was made. I'll be impressed. Mm-hmm. Totally agree. So, in conclusion, I would recommend this movie. In conclusion, I and, think you are wrong. And our listeners are going to go watch it. In conclusion, I think you were wrong, and I will never recommend this movie. You don't. So, you don't think they, they're, out of, at least out of curiosity, they're going to go watch this movie? I think they, out of curiosity, they will watch it. Mm-hmm. And, I again, I will say that if you have kids, it's not a movie to watch with kids. It's Correct. not gory or anything like that, but just adult. some of the content is much more, you know, like, it's it's adult content. It's not something you want to watch with your kids. Um, but just in general, I just didn't think the movie was good. And I think if you're watching it on Netflix where it is available, ask for the entire nine ninety nine for that month back because that's how terrible that movie is. <laughs> that was the longest fifteen seconds ever. Really? <laughs> <laughs> so... That that whole review felt like we were in the movie. <laughs> yeah, it was crazy. Can we talk about something happy at the Disney park now? Yeah, let's change it up. Sounds good. Check this out. Um, Bacon? No, check that out. (laughs) Oh. It's my Mark Davis book. Yeah. Oh, nice. So, uh, I think Mark Davis is such an interesting guy that I will just start by saying that I think we'll just have to dedicate an episode or a segment on an episode where we just kind of talk about Mark Davis and his work and stuff like that. But just kind of just on, on on the signing, you know, this happened... Um, last weekend, weekend or so ago. And I will say that it was an awesome experience. 
Uh, I wrote a blog post on my personal website. Uh, I'll toss a link up there if you guys on, on the blog post for this um, for this uh, episode in case you want to read it. But uh, I just to kind of give you the Cliff Notes version. Um, I've already met Alice Davis before. I okay. met her at D23. Oh, okay. But I didn't have her autograph. And Alice Davis is at an age where she's kind of losing her eyesight. So half the time she can't really see what she's doing. Mm-hmm. So an Alice Davis autograph right now is, I think, any Alice Davis autograph at any time is worth a lot in, in sentimental value and stuff like that. Yep. But I think right now, to me, it's worth a lot more because she went through the trouble to make this happen. You know, her husband's book was released and she sat there and she signed everybody's book. Wow. Cool. Okay, so that, you know, means a lot to begin with. Yeah. Uh, you know, guys like Don Hahn were there. Uh, Marty Sklar was there. Uh, there was a lot of different artists and stuff. And it was it was really great. There was a lot of people that, you know, really liked Mark Davis's work and wanted to meet some of these uh, Disney legends. Um one of uh, one of the highlights for me was, uh, are you guys familiar with the Disney ambassadors? Yep. No. So the Disney ambassadors are kind of the the people that represent Disneyland to oh. the media and during special events and stuff like that. Oh, okay. And at D twenty three, I met one of the ambassadors. Her name was Megan. And she took a picture of me and Extensio and Alice Davis. And I wrote about this on the blog, so I won't go through the whole story. But uh, I did get a chance to say thank you to her, you know, for taking that picture because it means a lot to me. And uh, it was really special to me to be able to kind of be close to the two people that I think were at a turning point in my life as far as, like, my photography and some of the stuff that I'm doing artistically. So, uh, again, I'll I'll put the link up to the blog post if you guys want to read that. But... Uh, it was it was great. I mean, it was there was a tons of people there. I got to meet some some Instagram people that I follow, which was really cool. Um, I, I I hope they they continue doing these. You know, I had gone to the haunted mansion thing, and I didn't get to meet any of the artists there. Lucky for me, I knew one of them. I knew Bridget, right. and then I got to meet Javier later on when I mm. went to the creature features thing. So uh, it's it's really mad. It, it's great because these people are so passionate about what they do that it makes you when I, I kind of feel like if, if I'm passionate about something, I kind of feel where these people are. I, I feel like I'm on the right track, you know, and it just it, it, it gives you the warm and fuzzies inside. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Where did you, where did you say the signing took place? Uh, it took place at Disneyland inside of the Moments with Mr. Lincoln Hall. Oh, okay. Oh, so nice. right in the little lobby area. Gotcha. Yeah. So yeah, right yeah. before you walk in, uh, they they had just a table with everybody there. It was weird though because the way that they had it set up was if you purchased the Mark Davis book prior, like on Amazon or something, you had to return it and buy one, buy it again there, uh, or buy it there to get it signed. Like if if it, if you didn't have a receipt from that morning, they wouldn't sign your book for you. They were checking the receipt. No, that makes sense. Yeah, it was kind of weird. Uh, I also got these two bookmarks that say like Mark Davis Renaissance Man on the back. They were gifts from Alice Davis. She had these bookmarks printed with some art, uh, some of Mark Davis's art on one side, and you got one for every book that you purchased. So I got two different ones because I also bought Marty Sklar's book, the Dream It Do It book. Uh, he signed that one for me. And again, I had already met Marty Sklar at D23, but this was just such an intimate setting. You know, at D23, it was one of those moments where they were kind of rushing you through. They're just trying to get everybody past. And this was, you had a moment to kind of sit there. And I got a chance to joke around with Don Hahn about, you know, well, guys are guys. <laughs> like, he's such a charming guy. Like, I'm like, <laughs> man, like, let's have a beer, dude. So he, he was really cool, man. I mean, it sounds like an awesome experience. I wish I would have gone to it. Because honestly, you know, the Nine Old Men was like a huge reason why I started yes. traditional animated in the first place, you know. And you know what? I've I've had a chance to like skim the book. Um, for people who don't know why it's called what it's called, it's actually based on a quote that Walt actually said where he actually said that Mark Davis was his renaissance man. And the reason for that is because he just – he dabbled in pretty much everything that yeah. Walt Disney like had to do with, you know, yeah. rides, um, animations, things like that. Whatever he needed him to do, he could mm-hmm. do. 
and you see some of the artwork in this book, some of the praise from the people that wrote it. Like it's it's a phenomenal like piece. Yeah. Did you and, see the book? Yeah, I've skimmed through it. Oh, okay. Yeah. And we've actually talked a little bit about uh, about Mark Davis in the Haunted Mansion episode. Like Mario said, you know, if if he was part of animation, Mark Davis was responsible for Maleficent. Right. You know, he, that's one of the that's one of the characters he's he's very much responsible for. He's responsible for Tinkerbell, oh, mm-hmm. you know, and when you think of something like Maleficent, Maleficent is is wasn't even a character in the original movie, right? Or in the original story. You know, Maleficent in in the original story there was a bunch of other characters and a bunch of other fairies, but Maleficent was a creation of the Disney company for that movie. Mm. And it just worked perfectly and I think the original version of Maleficent that Mark Davis drew was red, not like black and purple. Right. And so Mark Davis always kept saying, like, no, he, she's got to be red. She's got to be red. So anytime that he drew her, uh-huh. he always made her red. Mm-hmm. He never made her black <laughs> right. and purple. That was his vision. And I think it was one Did of the other though? animators. Did yeah. red work? Uh, I th- it, it works in, mm. in the context of Maleficent, but the other... One of the other animators said, you know, the color palette is this and this. And they ended up making it black and purple. And mm. for the movie, it works. And it definitely works when you kind of think of how they made the dragon version of Maleficent and stuff like that. But Now, was the dragon still designed exactly the same? The color just changed? Or did the whole dragon change from his design? I don't know that. Okay. I, I wouldn't be able to tell you that with certainty. I don't even think he designed the dragon. Mm. I, I, I know for certain he designed Maleficent. I don't remember the dragon. Oh, okay. So... But yeah, if if you guys ever get a chance, this was not one of the D23 advertised events. Uh, This was on the Disney blog. And I knew about it, and I kind of had forgotten about it because um, my wife, Lynette, was going to work that Saturday. So I didn't think I was going to get a chance to go to the signing. And she's so awesome because she just, she said, look, I got my mom to watch the kids. Go to the signing. I know you want your book signed, so go, go to the signing. And so she made it happen for me. So That's it was really good. awesome. So thank you, babe. I, uh, I love you. <laughs> so it, it was nice. It, it was really great to get a chance to do that. Um, uh, keep an eye on the blogs, guys. The, those events pop up every so often. I know that D23 has the D23 events where you get to screen movies and stuff like that. But uh, check it out. I, I totally recommend going to one of these things. Right. So, um you know, speaking of the Haunted Mansion, I just want to make a brief note to anybody listening that if you are listening on the East Coast and you are fortunate enough to live near and or go to Walt Disney World and you are a Haunted Mansion fan, Memento Mori are the two words I have for you. That is the brand new all Haunted Mansion merchandise store. Oh, cool. Outside of the Haunted Mansion. Disneyland does not have this. No. We have a cart <laughs> and a rack <laughs> with stuffed toys. All right. But in New Orleans Square or Narlins, mm-hmm. they had Le Baton Rouge. Mm-hmm. And that store is very heavily haunted mansion-y. Right. And it's got a lot of Nightmare Before Christmas and stuff like that. So... We kind of have a store that's like that, but not as heavy as Memento Mori is. So I know the merchandise is coming out. I know that this this being an anniversary year for the Haunted Mansion. And fingers crossed, everybody. Let's hope for that Hatbox Ghost. <laughs> um, I predict we get a cart. That's what we're going to get. Another cart? <laughs> Just a cart. You know, it's really nice at, at Walt Disney World because they had the cart already and uh-huh. it was themed uh, based on the Museum of the Weird by Rolly Crump. Mm. And we mm. just got a regular cart. <laughs> Ours should be the horseless cart. They should at least like it. bring... What do you think? No, <laughs> now I'm thinking What's that? that because they have an entire store dedicated to the Haunted Mansion, they can at least bring the Museum of the Weird cart outside of the Haunted Mansion okay. here in Anaheim. Yeah? Okay. So we we, we should get something. That's all I'm going to say. I think so, too. I think we should get something. So, I mean, not just because, you know, we're you, we're so close to Halloween or anything like that, but it's Haunted Mansion, guys. Come on. <laughs> it's a Haunted Mansion. Mm-hmm. Beware of hitchhiking ghosts, or one may follow you home. I'll take one. 
I'll take one. Me too. I'll take Ezra. <laughs> does he vacuum? That's all I need to know. <laughs> does he? I hope he does. <laughs> It's like, Ezra, do you wash dishes? You're hired. How are you with a lawnmower? <laughs> Dude, seriously, the bacon smell is... It's funny because I didn't know what you guys were talking about, but now I can actually smell it. <laughs> like, it just wasn't what? hitting me. Really? <laughs> seriously, Because you've been in the kitchen can we just, the whole time. Can we just get to the bacon part? I think it's time. What do you guys say? Yeah. Finally! <laughs> All righty, guys. So, with Halloween just around the corner... I guess we haven't talked about the most important thing when it comes to Halloween, and that's just the candy. Woo! All right? Trick so, or treat. With hey, that sidebar. Sidebar. Yeah. Sidebar on the candy. Uh-huh. I love Sour Patch Kids. Gross. Sour Patch Kids gum. Gross. <laughs> Nasty. Oh, good. I thought you were going to like that, too. No, and I was so upset because they made an orange flavor. Uh-huh. Nasty. No, oh, it doesn't taste good, though? No, it's I horrible. It, I thought it tastes good. No. Nasty. I... I should have just bought a bag of Sour Patch Kids. <laughs> All right, so let me get this straight. You're upset because a gum that's good for your teeth didn't taste like a candy that's bad for your teeth. Correct. <laughs> the problem is you chew twice and the flavor's gone. That's Not even taste. twice. The flavor is the smell. And as soon as you bite into it, you realize, oh. Flavorless. It's flavorless. <laughs> the There's flavor. that Splenda. The flavor's actually backtracking. <laughs> Dude, it was not good. I was so disappointed. I mean, I saw it. I love Sour Patch Kids. Yeah. And I saw the gum, and I'm thinking, this is the greatest day of my life. And <laughs> and this was maybe last year, I think, when they, when they released a cherry one and a mm-hmm. watermelon one. Okay. Man, when I saw the orange one, I almost peed my pants. And then I bought it. And then I had it. Uh-huh. It was nasty. Take it back. I can. I already ate some of it. Uh, all of it. No, I still have one out of three packages in the thing, but it was... I should have bought a bag of Sour Patch Kids. Uh. Anyway, I'm sorry. I sidebar. <laughs> so go ahead. Sounds like you need your sweet tooth indulged. Yes. Well, in any event, the only reason I brought this up was because there's this shop that really caught my attention. Now, the thing is, it didn't catch my attention as a, as a candy store. But when I walked in, that's what it ended up being. Now, the thing is, this place is, like, ridiculously overwhelming when you see it. Because it's not just a candy store. It's a, it's a boutique. Like, there's all kinds of gifts and clothes and stuff like that. They have candy. It's a bakery. They have tea um, and coffee. It's a froyo place with, like, a ridiculous amount of, like, toppings. Like, they have so Reese's really Pieces factory. It seems like <laughs> it, huh? It's, like, insane. You're, like, completely overwhelmed when you're in there. But the place is, like, fantastic. All the little things that drew me in, and honestly, what it was, it's all the bacon-themed stuff. Uh, I'm sorry, wait a second. Bacon-themed stuff? Yes. Okay, there's like knickknacks, like all kinds of like food stuff, beverages. That's what caught my attention, so I walked in, you know? Because I know ThinkGeek has some bacon-themed stuff, too. Yeah. That's where I bought the bacon-aise. Yes, people, bacon-aise. It's mayonnaise tastes like bacon. Right. And then I bought the bacon salt, which, you know, seems... Oh, it was. (laughs) It was fantastically gross. The bacon salt, though, actually kind of tastes like bacon, Mm. for the most part. Right. No, thank you. Now, uh, the place that I went to is called Sweet XO, okay? There are only five locations because it actually is a pretty small company. You didn't invite us. Do you really want to go with me? Yeah. I was buying the stuff to bring to you guys. Okay. In any event... Five locations in California, okay? okay? The original location was in Agora Hills. Uh, They have one in Manhattan Beach. There's one in Thousand Oaks. Um, You went to which one? uh, The one that I went to was in Arcadia in the San Anita Mall. Okay. Okay. Now, aside from just like... Well, to us. Now, aside from the the stuff that they have available, the people are just like ridiculously friendly, okay? I went two days in a row, and the people that I spoke to... Are they all really sweet? I was going to say that. (laughs) Pun intended. You took my joke. But uh, the two people that I worked with the both days that I went to, their names were like uh, Linda and Manny. By the way, Manny, huge Disneyland fan. Awesome. Okay? Goes all the time with his give wife. Give him a pen. Did you give him a pen? I did. I gave them both Sweet. a pen. Sweet. So, on a huge Disneyland fan, he lo- he's a collector. <laughs> okay? They collect all kinds of pins, knickknacks, memorabilia. The people are just freaking awesome there. Okay? They remembered me. They helped me out with everything. Um, so, you know what? He barely hey, talks. do you guys? Give him a I know. <laughs> I know. so bad now. Instead of speaking, you guys interrupt me. I know. Anyways, sorry. I'm going to go get up to get let's the stuff anyway, so go ahead and speak. <laughs> <laughs> now, now let's just be I quiet. I have nothing to say. <laughs> Dude, Chocolate Factory song. That was good. Close your eyes. 
Come with me to a land of pure imagination. It smells like bacon even more. I know. Open the door and it is. It smells so good in here, guys. He said he brought a bunch of candy because all I smell is bacon. It's like everything bacon. Here he comes. Here he comes. (gasps) He brought bottles. Take a look and you'll see into your imagination will begin with a spin traveling in the world of my creation i've been back i just like this song we'll see will defy that's right (laughs) (laughs) all right we're back now do it in a bluegrass style (laughs) all right gentlemen i present the first item this was recommended by one of the associates. It is oh. bacon soda. Bacon soda. <laughs> oh. oh, you know what? I I want to say that one of the listeners mentioned something about this at some point. Oh, really? I I maybe I imagined it. Can I open this? Of course you can. How do we open this? It's, is it it's twist cap? cap? Yeah. <laughs> now I'm honest- just going to assume that every bottle I buy now is a twist cap. I honestly yeah, couldn't I wait. I've already had mine. So I'm drinking grape soda recommended by them, too. Nice. Uh, that was... All right. Okay, I can... Wait, I can tell you that, first of all, I don't it smell smells bad. a little weird. It kind of smells like meat in a fridge. <laughs> <laughs> all right, cheers, all right, ready? Salute. Bacon soda, guys. Here we yeah, go. Here we go. Oh, what was that they told me? Oh, yeah, it's disgusting. What? <laughs> that was gross. Wow. Oh, Did my you just God. buy that to get us to... Oh what I forgot God. to mention is people buy this bottle as a gag gift. It's still lingering. <laughs> I know, it's in my mouth, dude. Oh, I really wish I could have caught this moment on video. But, guys, I've had this bottle before. You are terrible. I you, had... are, you have no more segments. <laughs> I had this drink. No, you are banned. You're, You're done. No. All right, guys. Have a great right, you week. You know what? This I had is... this drink a week ago. Now, if I can describe it the taste best, it? I could describe it. Okay? I feel like someone took bacon fat and put it in a soda stream. Oh, my yeah. God. You're right. It is the worst tasting thing in the world. You know, <laughs> this is bacon I'm gonna tell you in a bottle. I'm going to tell you something. Now, I feel bad because I'm about to throw this away. Throw it away. Dude. I hope you could have bought one bottle and just poured it and shared it and saved the money. But I couldn't have had both your reactions right now. That's true. To see how excited you both it's were to lingering. see the bottles. I, need I something was so else. excited. My beer's gone. Here, wash it up. Thank My you. beer is gone. I don't have water anymore. Like, maybe I have some water. Just share. It's great soda. You can have that. This is nasty. Share it with him now. Oh, that's good. Wait, let me... Let me hold on. Don't I'm actually going to try to take don't another one. Do don't do it. Don't do it. I'm going to try to... How, did you finish your bottle? I tried, and I got to about there, which is about a finger's length. And then I threw it out. Oh, my God. You almost evil. killed the whole uh-huh. bottle of this? <laughs> this is evil. Oh, you're a brave man. Like, after a while, I started checking for expiration dates. Mm-hmm. I thought maybe it was just a bad bottle. Right. Which there isn't one on there, by the way. There isn't? <laughs> maybe that's why. It, they rubbed off the expiration date. <laughs> yeah, probably. And all the flavor just, like, evaporated. Dude, it's rotten. <laughs> it tastes no, terrible. Uh, don't, dr- don't drink I it. I want to. Don't. 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 This is seriously disgusting. Okay, now I'm not going to Have it. some grape soda. Now, let's move on to the actual stuff. Guys. You're a jerk. <laughs> Look, you guys had to suffer because I suffered. Okay? Oh, my. What did you suffer? Yeah. I drank the bottle, too. He, he just said he drank almost the whole bottle. That's his fault. Gentlemen. Oh, guys, seriously, if you ever see this baking soda, it's called Lester's Fixins. Yeah, shame on you, Lester. It's, I'll, and, and I'll, I'll try to take a picture. Arti- I'll try to take a picture and post this. This, this is artificial is... bacon. Oh God, this is horrendous. Guys. Yeah, let's move on from that one to something better. I'm still Not angry. angry. This... <laughs> You're gonna taste that for a week, believe me. Oh wow. No, I will. You're cruel. Down an entire bottle of Crest <laughs> mouthwash if I have to. Now this upsets me because these things are not permanent items, okay? But these. That's a pretty box. That is. Nice. Are maple bacon cake pops? Oh, those look. Pretty. <laughs> now get one. I'm no, not gonna wait, reach I gotta take it. a picture of that. Good here, idea. Move all this junk out of here. Yeah. Can we pour this? I'm afraid to pour it outside. It's gonna kill the grass. <laughs> it is. 
actually, a bacon tree is gonna grow. <laughs> actually, what's gonna happen is the ocean is gonna be polluted. <laughs> but this grape soda is delicious. Can I, can I have more of your grape soda? Please? Of course. Thank you. Hey, move that move that cup out of the way so I can get a quick picture of this because this is this is actually really pretty looking. And a lot of the bottles that they have there just give you that like old style like look to them, you know, like old style root beer bottles. Mm-hmm. Like they have original Fago bottles. I like the grape one. That yeah, it's cool. It's, it's really like good. a rock star kind of feel. Mm-hmm. All right, so sweet XO. That's huh? delicious. Mm-hmm. You should have bought more grape. That was really good. Yeah, it is really good. And what what were these again? Cake pops. Bacon maple cake pops. Okay, I I'm gonna judge ready. them by its book. I don't think I'm gonna like them. Really? Yeah. Oh, because the chocolate. Yeah. I, I I will take yours. I can smell them. No, I'll try it. I can smell them, and it smells pretty good. If I don't like it, I'll give it to you. Okay. Let me take this one. These are pretty looking. I'm gonna, I'm actually going to take it and I'm gonna take a picture of just the little cake pop thing. Hold on. So no tasting just yet. Hold on. Am I not tasting it? I, not I took a picture a of picture. it inside the, the the box, but I think I'm gonna do a picture of it just by itself because this is kind of cute. Looking. Well, while you do that, I'm gonna try it. Mmm. Crunchy chocolate. Mmm. I have a piece of bacon in it. This isn't that bad. This is pretty good. Mm-hmm. I'm confused. Because it's not bad. I think I, I'd rather eat the inside, the cake part. Kind of remove the chocolate. I will say, though, that for a cake pop, it's a little too gooey. It's pretty big. It's, these aren't normal sizes? That's or? no excuse, dude. I, I baked <laughs> entire cakes that are not gooey on the inside. Okay. I'm just this eating the This is good, inside. though. He's <laughs> just eating the inside. This is good though. This is uh, the size of what? Kick me down with the chocolate. It's after. bigger than a golf ball. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Slightly bigger. Yeah, you're right. Okay. I'm sorry, guys. I hope you don't hear too much of the crunching, but this is <laughs> this is kind of an unexpected treat. Yeah. <laughs> Considering Halloween's just around the corner, this is kind of cool, actually. So, so much thank, first of all, thank you, dude. No problem. Is this the Seriously. end of it? No, there's one more piece. What's What's the last piece? The last thing they recommended to me was a sweet and spicy bacon rub. The bacon. Here we go. Yep. <laughs> now, this is what we were smelling. Let me cleanse my palate. Yeah, me too. Hold on. Cleanse my palate. <laughs> okay, let's do this. All right, oh gentlemen, God, are we ready so for this? <gasps> oh, my God. Rub was awesome. put on bacon and baked for 15 minutes. So we were baking bacon. Yes, we were. Are we ready? Oh, right. is that what you guys were talking about? Yep. Here we go. Cheers. Let's do this. Salute. Oh my god. I love it. This is the best. I don't have the spicy yet, but that sweet kicked in right in. I don't feel the spicy. I do no, feel I the don't. sweet. Mm-hmm. Oh my god, that was good. This is fantastic. This was the powder in the tin, right? That is correct. Okay. Candy oh, original the, bacon is, rub. Is that the tin? Uh-huh. Mister? A sweet like and a spicy seasoning. Yeah, it does look like a tin of peanuts. Mm-hmm. The powder inside the, this tin can just kind of looks like like brown sugar, mm-hmm. like brown sugar, and you could smell a little bit of the chili and I guess some of the other like spices and stuff. It, it's got a really good flavor. I don't taste the spicy though. Me neither. Like I said, you can't taste it. You just kind of feel it. I don't feel it either. You can tell, you can tell that the entire candiedness, just all that sugar. Just melted and glazed the bacon. Yeah, it did. It's completely mm-hmm. glazed now. Dude, good job. Man, I recommend this to anyone. This stuff is amazing. Thank you so much. So I started with the worst, ended with the best. So you started with the trick and we ended with the treat. Exactly. <laughs> wow. Awesome. Okay, so bacon soda. If you hate somebody, best way to get back at them. Absolutely. <laughs> um, the, the cake pop. I want to finish. I think it was good. Again, the inside was a little chewy. I think it should have been baked a little bit longer. Mm-hmm. But in general, I think it tastes great. Mm-hmm. I think it's got a real good, uh, smooth flavor to it. So I'm very happy with that. And the the glaze or the uh, the rub the rub that you got for the bacon, uh, it tastes great. It's really good. Candied bacon rules. Mm-hmm. I think that's gonna wrap it up. I think we're gonna sit here and we're gonna finish the rest of these treats. Um, anything else, guys? Oh, I have one more thing to say. I actually just want to say happy birthday to a listener of ours, Alice. Her birthday was actually yesterday, 
But the reason I'm sending this special shout out is because she's my girlfriend's mother, and she's amazing. Oh, well, so happy Alice, birthday, Alice. Happy birthday. Happy we love birthday. you. So, you guys want to sing a happy birthday? Yeah. Sounds good. Let's do it. Ready? Three, two, one. This, this is, is your birthday, birthday song. song. It, it isn't very long. long. Javier, you got anything else? <laughs> <laughs> happy birthday, Alice. <laughs> uh, you got anything before we wrap up? Uh, happy Halloween. Yes, happy yes, Halloween, Happy guys. Halloween to all. Hey, if you guys are going out trick-or-treating or if you guys are going out with your kids or anything, be safe. Make sure you screen all of the candy that your kids are going to get. Do not let them eat it beforehand. If you guys are going to go out party, use your own cup. Don't leave your cup anywhere. Just <laughs> grab a new one. Just be safe, guys. So we are going to sit here. We are going to finish the rest of the beer. Not this baking soda. That's going in the sink. It's disgusting. Nobody should ever, ever, <laughs> ever, ever ever get back together with that thing <laughs> we are never ever getting back together bacon soda uh so what if i dare you to drink the rest oh wait what what do i get out of it the rest of the bacon no because i'll just go buy bacon dude it's not worth it uh, okay, so before we close out the podcast, uh, we'd like to remind you guys that you can find out more about us and this episode at Pocketeers.com. This episode specifically will be at Pocketeers.com slash episode 19. There you will find all of the socially links for Facebook, Instagram, and the Twitters. Uh, so that's it, guys. Have a safe and happy Halloween. Here is to beers, cheers, and Mickey ears. See you guys. Happy Halloween. Peace. Oh, I got bacon grease on my shorts. <laughs>